Welcome to Living Simply, a guide to mindful living and mindful parenting with your host, Dr. Gina. Here she is, Dr. Gina. Hey, Dr. Gina, how are you? Hey, Ben, I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. And of course, as always, we are also joined by Crystal Tubbs. Hello. Um, So today, what are we talking about, Dr. Gina? Perfectionism. Totally have never been one of those. (laughs) I really haven't. Um, Yeah. So, uh, so let's talk about the definition of perfectionism before and, uh, and being a perfectionist. What does that mean? Well, perfectionism is trying to make everything perfect and impeccable, flawless. And usually it's driven by a fear of judgment, criticism, failure, um, opening ourselves up to being vulnerable to making mistakes. So... The more we make something perfect, the less likely we think we'll be judged for what we do and the less likely we think we'll make mistakes. That makes sense. Um, I am uh, definitely a perfectionist because nothing has ever gone wrong in anything that I've ever done. <laughs> You're already perfect then. Yeah. We see that right now. We're, we're yeah. trying to... Uh... Yeah, so uh, everything that I've ever done is perfect and if you don't understand what just happened... Uh, because you're listening to the podcast later on Insight Timer or iTunes or whatever, then you should check out the live video version of the show every Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, anyway, so this isn't even a real microphone. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> why do we? Why do we? Uh, why why do we feel like we need to everything to be perfect? Well, one thing is it's uh, we get a lot of positive feedback. If we're perfectionists, we tend to do really good work. We overproduce. Our houses are impeccably clean. Our appearances are great. Um, usually perfectionists are really great employees because they go way beyond uh, what they need to do. They go the extra mile. Perfectionists appear dedicated. So it can be quite addictive to be a perfectionist because it's partly really valued by society and people because we're driven by outcomes. And, you know, we see it in the newspapers. We see it in magazines. We have to be flawless, perfect hair, perfect skin. Our homes need to look like magazines. So it's very reinforcing to be a perfectionist. And on the flip side for ourselves, um, it brings relief. So we live with the illusion that if we work hard enough, I see it with kids, I see it with adults. Well, oof, we've just escaped judgment and criticism. So that too feels really good. But there's yeah. a price to pay. There is a price to pay. And let's go. get to that. <laughs> so what is the price to pay for being in a pro- for being a perfectionist. Well, since none of you or me are perfectionists, would, would have you paid any price for being a perfectionist? Crystal? Well, I don't... Hey, she was talking to you. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a perfectionist. Uh, I would say, um, I mean, if anything, if I feel like I'm trying really hard and it fails, like I feel even more 
miserable than if I had just like not put so much importance on what I was doing. Not, not necessarily effort, but like, well, this paper for class needs to be perfect. And if it's not perfect and I don't get an A, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I think it's just like, it puts so much pressure on yourself to more than anyone probably would ever put pressure on you to do anything good or well, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. And as a student, when you have so much pressure, what did you experience besides pressure? Um, it was just when, when I was a perfectionist in school, I guess I liked that people came to me for the answers and that kind of thing. You know, they, I felt, I didn't have friends, but I had people I talked to because they wanted to know the, <laughs> you know, know the answers. It gave me like a false sense of um, clout, maybe. Yeah. Like it's all, it's all an illusion what it makes anyway, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I see it with students who are perfectionists. I, I saw when she was in high school, she would do um, projects till three and four in the morning. Since, oh, wow. since the age of 12. And when I saw her, she was 16. So that's four years of sleepless nights. So she was already burned out by the age of 16. So maybe I was like a mild perfectionist. I was never <laughs> quite that bad. <laughs> well, that was pretty extreme, excessive. But yeah, so it can rob us of our joy, of our sleep. Um, it can be very stressful. Um, sometimes it leads to pro procrastination. Mm -hmm. There was an amazing say saying, and I really resonated with it. It, it said, uh, perfectionists never publish. Hmm. Yep. Which is true because the book is never really finished. At some point, you got to accept good is good enough and hand it in. Because if you wait till it's perfect, it'll never, ever be done. Another um, way to put that that I learned as an English major is there's never like a final draft. There's just a deadline. Yes. Yes. That's a great one. I do much better with deadlines than I do uh, with uh, just no structure whatsoever. Absolutely. 100%. That's, um, I don't think that I'm a perfectionist though, but I may be wrong. So I'm just going to uh, lay out my situation and, and, and let uh, Dr. Gina tell me what she thinks. Um, so please give me a free diagnosis. Uh, so, so I always, um, I like in school, let's go back to the school projects. I would just either a not do them, but not for fear of it not being perfect just because I didn't care. Um, but B, but B, I was also the type of kid that would not do homework um, or study or whatever. Like I would just listen and have the comprehension in class and then take the test. And if I got like a B plus, I was like, how is that not better than everybody else working their ass off for an A plus? Like how, like the fact, like I took pride in the fact that I could do, this is horrible. I make myself sound like the worst person in the world on this show constantly. <laughs> um, if, but like, if I could just skate by and, and nail it, right. Then it completely, but it also, it completely erased the need for, 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 for perfect. Right. 
I wasn't going for perfect. I was going for like, damn, that was good anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and I actually said that, uh, that I had a fear of failure as a kid. Like I was like, I just don't want to try because if I try and then I'm not good, you know, that look, that looks bad. But honestly, I think it was more of a fear of success. Like I just didn't want to put in the work to do the, to, to get, you know, better. And like, it's a lot of work to, to get that a plus and to stay up until four o'clock every morning and whatever, you know what I mean? Like I'd rather, I don't know, throw around a football outside for a little bit too long and barely miss the deadline to get work done. (laughs) That totally didn't happen. So so basically you enjoyed life. Yeah. But like, so is the, but is there the fear of not being perfect? Like, is that, is that some form of perfection or is that the opposite of that? I don't know what we would call it, but I wouldn't call it perfectionism. Good. You okay. you probably knew where your priorities were. If you did bees doing nothing, you're pretty good and pretty smart. So that was good enough for you. I mean, honestly, even like a like a C minus would have been fine with me and was fine with me. Um, yeah, I, did, I also got a seven once in biology out of a hundred. So like, I'm <laughs> not, not saying that I was amazing. I'm just saying that like I stuck the course of not doing anything except for the tests. Anyway, continue. Yeah, well, well, and I think it depends where. You don't have to be a perfectionist in everything. I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to when I do my work. Mm-hmm. The visuals, I'm always looking at the... Because I'm very visual myself. And if it's crooked, it has to be straight. So sometimes I have to push myself to go, oh, just let it be crooked. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, some some people it's across the board. It's it's also a typical trait you'll find uh, with people who have anxiety. Not everybody who's a perfectionist has anxiety, but I've seen perfectionism with everyone who has anxiety, and that's more about the fear of failure, fear of criticism, judgment. But in the end, it's exhausting to be a perfectionist and. Um, you the flip side to perfection is a lot of people praise you when you're cuz cuz everything's so perfect on the outside they don't see the struggle the person has it can actually push people away cuz they can never live up to your expectations so you'll see perfectionistic parents put a lot of pressure on their kids and on their partners and at some point people just give up they're like i i can never be that great that perfect it's just too much pressure so that's one of the prices you can pay is you can lose people in in the process so you might do great at work and at school get all these accolades and awards but in your private life it might have a huge impact that's not as rewarding i mean are there any benefits to perfectionism well, yeah, you, you do great work. <laughs> you get praise. Uh, you could be the employee of the month because you, you work 50 hours instead of 35. In, in the end, it's more, and it always kind of comes back to that when 
when I speak is, is it in line with the life you want to lead and is it in line with your values? So if your health is important and time with your family is important, but you waste all of it on your perfectionistic tendencies and you miss out on family time, time with your partner, uh, your health is declining, well, then is it really working for you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Perfectionism, being being a perfectionist becomes negative when it uh, negatively affects your life. When it's, if you're freezing from fear, you know, yeah. if you're like, a, you know, perfectionist never published, that sort of a thing, you know, if it's stopping you from doing the thing that you want to do, and doesn't that do, you know, isn't that something that happens to all of us at some point, right? Like, we want to, you might, exactly what you were saying five minutes ago, like, nobody, not nobody, but you're not all the time a perfectionist across all areas of your life, but, you know, maybe you're not starting a diet because you want to be perfect, like, the, you put the overwhelming pressure of, of that, or you're not, like, stepping out into a new career path, or um, starting a new business, or you know, you're waiting to have kids because you need everything to be exactly perfectly right and stable, you know, um, or, or you feel like you need to learn more about being a parent before you are a parent. Mm. Like all of these things are perfectionist, uh, are perfectionism like wrapped up in anxiety. And I think that's when it becomes a detriment. Yeah, exactly. I, too much of a good thing is never good. So if you're a dentist, you want your dentist to be a perfectionist, your surgeon. Yeah. Um, but then if it carries over in their day-to-day -day and it's ruining their lives, well, it's better if they limit their perfectionism to their work so that, you know, if they're building a tooth, you don't want it to be disproportionate. You, your surgeon, you want them to be very meticulous and perfectionistic in your work, in their work. So... You're right. Uh, if it doesn't um, destroy or cause problems in other areas of your life, then it's not a problem. Just like fear. Mm -hmm. Fear, I pushed it to the extreme as anxiety. But fear in and of itself is good. Fear will protect you. So yeah. if you hear a plane falling above your head, do you want to get out of the way? You should be scared. <laughs> but if you're scared of everything all the time, that's becomes agoraphobia and you're scared so you can use your perfectionism to your advantage as long as it's not hurting you so i mean say this is really resonating with some of our listeners you know how can we um you know take a step back and start scaling down some of these perfectionist areas that we don't want to have running our lives yeah so usually if there's a negative energy to it 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 doesn't bring you joy, only the outcome brings you joy, but the process, it's the, you want to develop the self-awareness to go, is this serving me or is this hurting me? Mm -hmm. um, so have the awareness of, of the impact on your life and also looking at, um, is, is, it, is it in line with your values? Are the choices you're making to your benefit or or is it hurting you or some of the values? Like I said before, if it's starting to hurt your health, maybe 
you need to start getting comfortable with imperfection. Um, and, and a big part of that is acceptance. If you start looking around, nothing's perfect. Even the person with the perfect house um, might have a messy marriage or their office is a mess, but the house looks perfect. Or someone with perfect hair and a perfect body might have imperfections elsewhere. Nothing's perfect. So if we can start paying attention that imperfection is the norm and accept that good is good enough, it, it's reprioritizing what matters most to us and letting go of some of it. What if they're afraid, though, to lose, say, the acolytes, uh, acolytes at work or they think that their work won't be as good if they don't put in the you know extra 10 hours a week at work or whatever? Yeah, that- so yeah, that happens a lot. People people I work with who have anxiety and perfectionism say this is what makes me successful. And I tell them it's it's an illusion because you can be driven the same way, but instead of it being by fear of failure, is what's the outcome you want to see and then work towards that outcome as opposed to chasing fear and working triple the time. And usually um, bosses take advantage of these people. So often these people are overworked. They can't say no to anything and they're burned out. So we have to look at the deeper issue if it's self-esteem, self-worth, and work there as opposed to working on the symptom of perfectionism. So basically working on the cause as opposed to the symptom. Makes sense. Uh, Kate left a comment. She said, giving up perfect to be authentic. Yes. Yes. That's very nice. Thank you, Kate. Yeah, Um, because Kate is right. The only person you can be perfectly is yourself. If you're authentic, you're perfectly yourself. So you don't need to fake anything. You're just you. Mm -hmm. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Yes. (laughs) Not my quote. Uh, I don't remember who it's from. <laughs> so something that um, something that definitely uh, helped me in regards to um, settling in on some perfectionism type traits was um, was looking at the things that I wanted to do, uh, looking at the other people and the other uh, the the like. So writing, let's go back to writing because you said, you know, perfectionists never publish, right? If you want to write books, um, go read a published book that is well-received that you don't think is that great, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or like, or something where you're like, that, that, that has cheesy lines in it, you yeah. know, like this has some, this has some paragraphs that are, you know, pedestrian, um, you like, yeah, yeah, because Shakespeare didn't get everything right all the time, you know. Um, nobody, like, some movies have really bad dialogue. Yeah. Uh, you know, some TV shows that are uh, critically acclaimed and widely loved have coffee, have coffee cups um, in their fantasy world from, you know, the set in, like, the Middle Ages, but there's 
but there's yes. magic and there's coffee cups <laughs> and pull and spring water bottles. Like people make mistakes yeah. all the time. Things aren't perfect. The things, the people that you love, the people that you look up to, they make mistakes. They're not perfect. The, the, um, if you were, if you want to be an artist, like your, your art is subjective. There's a ton of things that people make mistakes on. Uh, people with, um, perfect bodies have cheat meals. Yes. Uh, you know, they make mistakes sometimes. Um, and, uh, and then, so can you talk about valuing progress over perfection? Yes. And also progress and there's always going to be a critic. Yeah. So it's, it's okay to strive for progress. So have goals and, um, so example, let's say you want to work out and, you run two miles, but you really want to run five. That's not perfection. It's a goal. Um, so if you strive for, instead of perfection, progress, and you set realistic goals, but you compare yourself to yourself as opposed to compare yourself to others or what other people would think, then there's no... Um, Anxiety behind it, fear or stress, just I'll reach my goal. And if I don't reach it, it's okay. And if you course correct or change your goal, it's okay. It's being present and accepting how things are. You might aim to run five miles and at some point you injure your knee and you won't run five miles. Did you mess up? Is it failure? No, you got injured. And you course correct. I don't know if I answer your question. You did, um, for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's so. Crystal, you are a self-proclaimed perfectionist. Okay, I'm um, recovering perfectionist. Okay, self. I know you too well to know that you are not recovering. Um, you are currently a perfectionist. Uh, so, how um, how has this talk hit you right now? Um, I mean, I'm going to say it's nothing I didn't already know. Uh, you know, not, not new information, I guess. Um, it has made me wonder about how I present myself to others because I've had people when I was much younger, this hasn't happened in a while, you know, I'd get in arguments with my mom or something and she'd be like, well, I just can't live up to your, you know, expectations. I can't be perfect. And I like never asked people to that kind of um, that level of perfection. I don't even remember what it was at the time, but you know, and it's made me wonder like, what am I doing in my life to make people think that they need to be me or if if it's something else going on. Um, That's all I got. (laughs) Well, it's people make it about them and it's not about them. Right. So let's say you're a messy person and you visit your friend's house and their house always is impeccable. And you're like, Oh, I can't invite them. If, if they're always saying, Oh, my house is so dirty. Then you're, you're going to think, well, when they're going to come in my house, they're really going to think it's <laughs> dirty, but really when they're in your house, they don't care. Right. Cause That's, it's not their house. Yeah, exactly. But you assume they will think that of you is we tend to take things personally when they're not. Hmm. Makes sense. 
And and what you said is true. Anything we said today is is not new or complicated. Most people know. <laughs> the the problem is not the knowledge is putting it into action. That's the hardest part is okay, I know it's too hard but I can't help myself. I need to do this. So the struggle is is more in getting comfortable with the discomfort of things not being perfect and letting it go because it you're right, it's all common sense. Oh yeah, 100%. What about ben, you, Ben? Is this, Ben is uh, taking notes. I know. Highlighted any areas of your life that you might be uh, a perfectionist in? No, because I'm pretty perfect as it is. Um, <laughs> so I am a perfectionist. I have All right, Mary Poppins. And I, and I won. Yeah, I'm practically perfect. Um, and uh, and I, I did it, and I'm good now. So thank you very much. This has just confirmed... A lot of no. Again, I don't know why I decided to be the villain in this show. Uh, <laughs> we always need a villain. I know, right? It's next not, week. It'll be me. <laughs> uh, no. So yeah, the. Um, I think that it's the it's the fear of starting something. Uh, that's the only time I really feel the perfectionism uh, creep in, and. Um, but then there are so many other aspects that I'm like just run and gun, you know what I mean? Like just go with it, and uh, and I'm very easygoing on that. But um, I think it's the stuff that uh, you know I can I, I I really easily can put together projects for other people or projects that have deadlines or you know um, something where I'm creating inside of a box. That's okay. Uh, but also actually, and I hate that I just, I just thought of this with four minutes left in the show, but, um, perfectionism in relationships, right? Trying to, trying to act perfectly, trying to, um, to say the right thing all of the time. Be the try, ideal uh, partner. To be the ideal. Yeah. Uh, that stuff makes me freeze up. And then literally spew nonsense, <laughs> and and then it's a cycle because then I do not like myself for doing that, um, and then and then my thought is, well, shut up because you can't, you know what I mean. So putting putting things like that in a perfectionism uh, side is is interesting for me. I, I do think that I have that uh, aspect of wanting things to be perfect in interpersonal relationships more so than projects or things. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's when I'm dealing with somebody that I care about that I mm -hmm. end up having perfectionist feelings. Yeah, and behind that is we fear yeah, losing fear. that person. <laughs> no, it's completely fear. fear. Remember fear or love. There's only two things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So we have to do our moment of gratitude today. Yeah. 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 We have this been forgetting it. Uh, you guys maybe forgot it. I have not forgotten it. Kate says more self-compassion. Treat yourself more like your best friend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I treat that guy horribly, so I don't think that that's a good <laughs> idea. But... Um, <laughs> Yes, actually, that's the second time that somebody's told me that in less than a week. So that's awesome. 
Um, it's your cue. All right. Synchronicity. Yes. <laughs> Crystal, go ahead. Um, this week, I am grateful for new beginnings. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to stop working at GameStop and going back there because every time I go back, it's just worse (laughs) and not good for my mental health. And I'm going to just focus a lot more uh, energy on starting my own business. Awesome. That's, that's crazy. Congratulations. Uh, Yeah. Um, You can check that out by the way, at braveboldrider.com. If you want to uh, check out what Crystal can do for you. Um, That's awesome. Crystal, I'm, I'm uh, proud of you. Uh, for for taking that step, um, yeah. Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, we're looking oh. at you, Ben. Okay. <laughs> um, I am grateful for healing. Uh, I had a long conversation the other day about healing um, with a friend. And, uh, and what that means on different levels and, and different things of different aspects of yourself that you don't even know, uh, had, um, had some scars and, uh, and that was, so I feel like, um, like that was, that, that was a really nice conversation and it stuck with me. And, uh, so the thought of, of that sort of hopefully that can be like the second half of 2020 for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so just the, I'm grateful for the energy of, uh, of healing like personally. Mm. Yeah. Gina. That's great. Mind is less profound than you too. Um, every week. And then it's like mind blowing. Every week. Last week I cried. Oh, well last week was different. Yeah. Um, I'm, it's really hot here. It's the equivalent of 96 degrees Fahrenheit. It's 32 Celsius. Which is freezing. And um, I'm grateful for the swimming pool in the backyard. Mm. To You have a swimming pool? Yeah, to go dive in. Okay, so... So we're going to come uh, over to your house. Yeah. News alert, I'm moving to Canada. Yes. As in with Dina? As soon as they, as soon as they uh, let us open, open the border. border. Yep. As soon as oh, they yeah. open the border. Although I do know a pathway through a rural town in Vermont that I could sneak through. Okay. Um, and uh, I, did it, <laughs> I did it when I was in eighth grade. I can do it again. Um, and uh, there's a statute of limitations on that, right? Yeah. I don't think, so Gina, let, let's just take a second to, to talk about your, um, your uh, pre- my lack of profoundness. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Let's talk about let's talk about the way you prefaced it, because yeah. because you talked about that as being like not profound, right? But let's go back to our mindfulness episodes. Let's go back to our first and second episodes about meditation <laughs> and mindfulness, and let's talk about how uh, it's important to find these moments of gratitude in the small things, right? Yes. It's yes. important to take these moments where you're just in the shower or you're in the pool, maybe you jerk with, uh, and just feeling the water and, and being present in that moment and feeling the gratitude and all that, that is so important Yeah. that, um, that taking the time, you know, to appreciate the fact that it's hot and you can go swimming. That is as profound as anything else. 
Like the moment you can stop and sit with yourself and think about whatever the fa- whatever like to be grateful that we're able to from Colorado, Rhode Island, and Canada through technology uh, be friends and have this show and have this moment to talk to each other. That is profound. And it is profound to say when it's hot, I'm glad I have air conditioning. When it's hot, I'm glad I have a pool. So I think I, yes. I stand corrected. You're totally right. Yes, I think it was very profound. (laughs) Good job, Gina. Thanks. Good job, Gina. Yes. All right, guys. Uh, So like we said, if you want to find more out about Crystal, you can check out braveandboldrider.com. If you want uh, to work with Dr. Gina um, or check out some of, she has some courses up, um, Peace in a Pandemic, uh, which, which, you know, I know it feels right now like we're moving out of the pandemic. (laughs) I guarantee you we are not. Um, (laughs) So, uh, so you might want to check that out. Just moving Uh, right along with it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So anyway, check out drmadrigrano.com or drgina.ca uh, for, for more information on those things. Um, anything else you guys want to say before we go? No, that's great. Love you guys. Mwah. <laughs> One for both of you. All right. <laughs> Bye guys. Have a good Bye. day. Take care. For more information or to book an appointment with Dr. Gina, go to drmandragrano.com or click the link in the description of this episode.